fans, welcome to another edition of the Wrestle Getin Podcast. I am one of your three hosts, CMB, joined each and every week by the inevitable G Money and the patron saint of hardcore, His Holiness, the Tennessee Jesus. Fellas, what is going on? Um, not much, man. I've been um, reading up, uh, thinking about starting a, uh, a farm to breed uh, flamingos. My flamingos. flamingos. I just always thought they were cool, you know, seeing them in people's yard. I remember uh, growing up, uh, my neighbor used to have some in her yard. But uh, she's also a racist and have long jockeys in there, too. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, those weren't real, right? The flamingos? Yeah, the flamingos. Yeah, I know. They're like plastic flamingos. Okay. So like but I'm on a farm. Like... I'm a, I'm a farm real ones. So okay. uh, in in North Carolina we have this this zoo <laughs> in uh, Ashburn, and I figure if I take a cooler big enough, I could probably sneak two of them out, and you know, <laughs> breeding. <laughs> Probably like be it. easier to get. It's probably be easier just to get the eggs out instead of like the whole ass flamingo. Well, I haven't seen any eggs. I've seen like flamingos, like in a little pond outside of the like little aviary. Yeah. So I figure, you know, take a couple crackers and uh, <laughs> if I can get them. Hopefully, they eat crackers. I don't know what they eat. I, I don't know. Reminds me of that TikTok video. The dude asked uh, the black woman, "Do y'all serve crackers here?" Yeah, I, said, I shared that one with my wife. She's like, "We serve everybody. We serve everyone." <laughs> that was funny. Oh man, love it. So random. Oh, which brings us to the random band entrance theme this week. Let's go. Gonna have myself. Oh, who got put this on? So random. For fuck's sake. Oh, man. Super random. We go from what did we have last week? Was it Green Day or Blink 182? I don't remember which one it was. I don't remember what it was. was neither, was it? It was. Was it Third Eye Blind? Oh, yeah. Third Eye Blind, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we go from Third Eye Blind to Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack's got some hits, though. Bobby Womack's got some good stuff. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and kick us off here. I uh, scroll through Amazon Music, listening to some Bobby Womack stuff, and uh, I settled on Who's Fooling Who. Okay. A nice beat to it. Nice uh. Nice dance groove to get you get you rolling as you're heading down to the ring. So, be a solid one. Yeah. Next, next. Am I going next, girl? You can go next if you want to. 
right. <clears throat> I went with I'm a midnight mover. Okay. Are you gonna fuck your opponent, huh? Bought <laughs> 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 some of that big daddy V. Hell yeah. <laughs> so um I kinda already knew the song I was gonna go with uh last week as soon as it was announced. Um and I actually really, really like this song. Uh I first heard it on uh the American Gangster soundtrack, I think. Um, but it is uh, called Across 110th Street. Across 110th Street. Pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak. Across 110th Street. The pusher won't let the junkie go free. <laughs> Uh, nice. But yeah, that's gonna be my. I'm gonna come out and dress in like, like a '70s like pimp, uh, uniform. Be like Godfather 2.0. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. What you got for us for next week? Um, okay. Did we do Lincoln Park already? No, I don't think so. No? Well, we got Lincoln Park. Nice. I remember doing Lincoln Park. That should stuff. be a good one. Because they got a couple good songs. Huh? A lot of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's not like as a theme song. Like, that's a lot too. Like, it could all go be a wrestling theme song. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there you can use. I think um, Paige and Becky Lynch and their mom, Becky, or Paige's mom, when they're part of the uh, the Knight Dynasty. So it was like when Paige was teaming with her mom on the Indies, uh, they actually used uh, Faint as their entrance music. So we can't use that? Uh, we can if you want to. I mean, there was only. No, I mean, I don't think anybody I mean, really paid attention. So, I mean, we're technically not supposed to use like stuff. Okay, yeah, we can pull that one out then. There's some other good stuff in there. So. Do does the album with Jay Z count? Yeah, I mean, if we're when we do rappers, we do like. Rappers that had features with other artists, so it's only fitting that it's them, right? Yeah. I was just wondering because, like, most because it was mostly like it was either like Jay Z rapping over Lincoln Park songs or Lincoln Park singing over Jay Z beats. So yeah, I mean, it kind of mixes in a little bit. Boom, 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 boom. That's actually a really good album, though. It was. That had no business being as good as it actually was. You're looking at this like Lincoln Park and Jay Z. This is gonna fucking suck. And then you hear the the numb encore. Like remix. It's like, oh my god, this is fucking I think awesome. I'm so numb. <laughs> I can hear you, Jay. 
It's like when they mashed up um in the club and uh closer by nine inch nails. Can I get on code? Do you want both? Nice. All right, Lincoln Park next week. Uh let's see. Before we get into the uh the show here, uh, we just want to send our thoughts and prayers. Um, good vibes out to the families of 80s comedic icon Gallagher, who uh, passed away today. Um, most famously known for, you know, smashing shit on stage like watermelons of the giant sledgehammer, giant mallet. Um, let's definitely send our um, positive vibes and stuff out to the universe for Gallagher's family. And for the family of an icon of our childhoods, at least, you know, mine and Carl and how much uh, Garrett. Well, actually, yeah, Garrett, too. Uh, Kevin Conroy, longtime voice actor for Batman. Uh, of course, starting with the Batman animated series in the 90s, rolling through to a good chunk of the video games and um, so much other stuff. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, a lot of different feature films, um, animated films. Um so huge thoughts and prayers, positive vibes out to the families of Gallagher and Kevin Conroy, two yeah. icons of different generations. Yeah, speaking of Gallagher, like I remember first seeing them on, um, what was it I seen one? Was it Jerry Lewis telethon? Yeah, because I know he did. He did quite a few of those telethons. Um, they're comedy specials like every time like you'd have like the hbo free preview weekend they always had a gallery yeah. comedy special on there so. yeah i remember one of his skits he had like a giant ass couch it was a trampoline that he was just jumping yeah. on and like telling like going through his routine with so. yeah he's kind of like like carrot top before carrot top yeah so, uh, he actually like a lot of his career he a lot of his jokes beginning of his career like before i guess before he got like really old older um were more like liberal style jokes um stuff like that kind of like making fun of like the boomer generation and you know stupid shit that they did and all that but i guess during his uh last few years he got extremely uh right wing and uh very like super political so i mean i guess a lot of people's minds change. Yeah. It's all good. But uh, Kevin Conroy was actually, Kevin Conroy did a couple Galaxy Cons um, here in North Carolina. did that, and I think he did an NC Comic Con as well. So yeah. I know he's done quite a few big on the, the comics, the Comic Con scene the last few years. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's that gets the heavy stuff out of the way. Let's get into social media. Make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media platforms. Um, just search Russell Gadden Podcast. You'll find us on uh, the shit show that is Twitter right now. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been following any of that stuff, but that shit's been hilarious. <laughs> With that people getting uh, verified or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the... Um, the big uh insulin distributor lost a shit ton of money in their stocks um because someone posted verification like someone you know made themselves verified 
um, as that company yeah. started saying they're offering insulin for free and it took off like fucking wildfire. Then they had to uh, yeah. release a statement that it wasn't them. Oh, man. That's I think I like, got a lot of verified like, Twitter. I think yep. you pay like what, $6 or $8 or something? Yeah, it was like four or six or eight bucks or something like that. I can't remember. I think it's eight for the uh, the Twitter blue verification. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, we that's... just we we'll just pay it and uh, be a verified uh, Vladimir Putin <laughs> and say we're bombing the U.S. and you know maybe everyone will believe it. You know, that's something he would do. Okay. How would you know the difference? Yep, it's verified. It's, like, it's got a blue uh, check mark. <laughs> I, I think it's funny, like the people that make like the accounts where it's like so and so, but it's like they uh, they put it on their like burner account, so it'd be like. This is such as burner account. Like, dude, we know it's not really. You know, oh, they name it their burner <laughs> account. Oh man, awesome! Well, so much fun. Elon Musk, like this dude's gonna end up losing a shit ton of money with like um, defamation cases and all that other stuff. That's <laughs> gonna be great. But te- te- <laughs> technically, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't know, because technically, he didn't post it. You know. No, but he's he's the one that put these things into place. So without any uh, verification checks or anything like that, so I'm sure there's some sort of liability that he's gonna take the fall for. Though. So. Well, also, oh. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. Me and Katie, like all the world leaders and uh, government officials that someone can just act like they're pretending to be and say some outlandish bullshit. <clears throat> It's gonna well, take. I mean, it's like, it's gonna take people doing that before they do a whole lot with it. It's just going back to the old school days where you couldn't believe everything that you seen on the internet. It's like, yeah, but you, but you know we can't go back to that because people already <laughs> bo- people people believe all the bullshit they see online anyway. Even even then they still did. It's just like a thousand times worse because people are dumb as fuck now. It's like, it's we're literally living in the age of idiocracy at least the beginning of it (laughs) like the day we elect hector macho camacho (laughs) this fucking president like it's over (laughs) (laughs) oh man awesome yeah so much fun going on over there uh so make sure you follow us there wrestle gun pod uh, Instagram, Russell Gunna Pod, and for the underscore collection, uh, hit up our uh, Redbubble store, redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Gunna Pod as well to buy some of our cool shit. Um, Staking with social media, make sure you guys paying attention to this. Um, We're partnered up again with uh, the Fig Cave, the running podcast, and the call up podcast for the Fig Cave holiday toy drive. So all open toys are accepted. Everyone that donates gets entered to win a free WWE elite figure from the fig cave. Uh, all donations must be received by December 17th. And you can send those to the fig cave toy drive PO box two, four, five, eight Ellicott city, Maryland, two, one, zero, four, one. And you can find that shipping address on our social media, running podcast, the fig cave to call up. Um, all that information is right there so you guys can see it. Always awesome stuff to do. Um, 
anything anything helps like it's just every kid deserves a toy underneath their tree and i don't know how much we stress this every year that we've partnered with them to to help promote the the toy drive and all the other stuff i'm a big proponent of toys for tots it's like my favorite charity um i donate to them every year either monetarily or dropping off toys at our local drop spots um which if you're here in north carolina crow mag toys on lynn road um in raleigh uh is one of the the local drop stations for um toys for tots as well i mean if you don't have a toy and you're going in there pick up something off the shelf and they'll purchase it and then just donate it in the dropbox i mean i'm sure that'll make them happy too because you're supporting a local business and uh kids getting a toy underneath their tree awesome stuff there so even amazon hit them up find some cheap cheap toys on there if you don't want to really spend a whole lot um, but you still want to donate um, or if you can't spend a whole lot but you still want to donate you can usually find some great deals on there ringside collectibles has their thanksgiving sale up you can find elites and basics on there for under five dollars and you can ship them directly to the p.o box for the fig cave toy drive um and of course our, our good friend phil gentile is gonna take all that stuff in uh to his local uh toys for tots drop off for the kids around the, the maryland area so so yeah donate to that donate to your local spots whatever you can do to help help these kids have a great christmas always exciting when that stuff comes up yeah. cool so speaking of toys um let's go ahead and take a look at this um we're going to do a quick little unboxing here on the show um this will get posted to our uh youtube channel as well uh local walmart found a couple figures for elite 96 uh brock lesnar and uh dragonov pretty solid Hell yeah uh shit thing is the boxes for both of these were both the figures were destroyed like this one wasn't Ooh. as bad as the lesnar dude it seriously looked like someone stomped on the lesnar box it was so bad uh, they're like fuck you brock fuck you oh, you fuck was probably you, a damn bro. kid um uh, yeah it's kind uh, of Yeah, it's pretty cool to find these. Um, I was actually looking for the dew drop. So Yeah, so she's got her figure on there. Um, you got uh King Nakamura with the white and the crown, Hulk Hogan for I think it's a Survivor series or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he actually comes with like the freaking motorcycle tank and that whack ass helmet and the license plate on there. The figure actually looks really cool with everything like on him. Uh, of course, dragging off Lesnar and uh, Kofi Kingston, rounding out the three latest updates, newest releases for the New Day. Because um, I think uh, Woods was in Elite 95. Um, and I think he was actually King Woods in that one. So but, uh, Here's something I need to know. What's up? And I wonder if you actually know the answer. I'm not looking it up, though. <laughs> if you were to guess, who do you, what wrestler do you think has the most figures? The wrestler that has the Probably most figures. Mysterio dancing. I know with Mattel at one point, Ray Mysterio was one of the ones that had the most. Um, and Cena was like really close. But I think I think Carl was actually on point with that one. Because since Mysterio has come back, like he's yeah. had a figure on like every wave. 
Just about. Fuck it. I'm going to look it up. Um, that includes like the Jax figures, everything too. So it's probably, yeah. probably Mysterio. I mean, my, my guess would be Mysterio, Cena, or um, Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, I think like Undertaker's gonna go back to like the eighties with the uh um the Hasbros like starting off there, like with his first figure going through like all the jack stuff. Um so Dragon Off comes with the UK championship, um, which doesn't exist anymore. Unified with the NXT title. Got some extra hands in here, which I love that Mattel finally started jumping on the bandwagon with these. I'm not gonna pop all these fucking hands out. So. Extra hands. We're gonna pop them out. So many damn hands. So, all right, I'll take a look at him. He's got fucking like. You ever switch up your hands, Chris? Like you know, put like your boat hugging hands on your ultimate warrior figures or anything. They, all the hands are like generic, <laughs> like the like the skin tones. Unless it's like a black wrestler, like all the skin tones, like the white wrestler skin tones are about identical. Uh, let's see. So pretty solid face sculpt, like dead on with that one. Looks like Macaulay Culkin a little bit. It does a little bit. <laughs> I think he actually looks like Culkin anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it does come with a nice cloth robe, um, which is great. It's not that like shitty plastic one. Um, a lot of times the downside with these cloth robes is they do like stain the figure, um, but this one actually looks pretty solid. So there's no like red staining on the shoulders or anything. So, pretty sweet. It's nice. Uh, I, uh, you've took me down a rabbit hole. I'm not going to get out of now. I saw an answer that said it was Cena, so I'm just going to guess that's what it is. But then I saw an article of the 14 rarest wrestling action figures ever and how much they sold for. So now I got to know what number one is. Holy shit, dude, the leg, the foot's jacked up on this. Look at that spacing. Yeah, so you can <laughs> compare it to that one. His shoes are too that's, big. That's, yeah, it's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Okay. You put the <laughs> put the robe back on him and he could be uh the Macaulay Culkin uh Ricky Rich uh <laughs> Oh man, aside from that that foot, like it's actually a pretty solid figure. Yeah. I'm kinda Kind of disappointed on that. Might have to contact Mattel and see what they can do. Is that maybe you like, get some, maybe you get some money for it being it was like a rare uh defect and it's worth a lot of money now. Yeah, not really. You like the <laughs> you like you like the the Barbie lady that like comes and looks at all the faces of the Barbies to see. Oh, that lady used to irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> all right, like great. especially like when we get the fucking um Nutcracker like the holiday Barbies and shit. And she'd like, can yeah. you pull out the rest you have in the back? Like, no. <laughs> Let's look at the faces, man. Make sure there's no spare paint anywhere. Oh, man, that's kind of disappointing. 
Okay. All right, Chris, I need you to tell me what the rarest figure is and how much it's sold for. The rarest figure is the yeah. the Hasbro. I think it's the Hasbro Moonbelly Kamala or the um. <laughs> how the hell do you know that? How 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 would he know that? He knows it. Why wouldn't he know it? That's one of them. And then there's a prototype that was uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine as part of the um, uh, Rhythm and Blues. Those are probably like two of the rarest figures that are out there. I don't even know that that's on here. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cardona actually owned the, has a Moonbelly Kamala, the Miz bottom. And um at one point i don't know if he still has the prototype but he had the prototype for the greg hammer valentine so number two on this list is the lgn macho man the lgn macho man lgn macho man that figure is not that rare apparently no that's like one of the more common lgn figures like i bought one for five (laughs) dollars that's funny (laughs) i used to have one See, and then when you read the article, it says L and J. Yeah, those guys are idiots. Yeah. You talking about the rubber Macho Man, right? With the yeah pink tights or whatever? Yeah, yep. and the yellow shoes. Yeah, I used, to ha- I used to have one of those along with the yeah, King Kong Wendy. Yeah, it's not and even that hard of a figure to find. That's weird. It's funny just because, like, you say that and then, like, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, I don't even see the one you're talking about. <laughs> fucking the sportster yeah. ruining the fucking thing. As far as like the um, Hulk Hogan like, with the yellow tie. Yeah. As far as like the mass produced figures, that that uh, Kamala is probably the uh, the rarest one out there. Yeah, just that was what number one. And it wasn't even was. like it was just like a production error. That's all it was. Like yeah. a certain amount of them got made with like a moon on their belly instead of a star. Oh, yep. So it was like running change in production. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I know some stuff. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, Matt, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, but I know, I know a little. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into uh, the wrestling stuff for this week. So let's uh, let's kick it off with some uh, crown jewel. I, God, I didn't think the the event was bad. So it's pretty good. Probably the, the probably the worst match on there was Omos and Strowman. So yeah. <laughs> um, the women's tag title match was pretty solid. That was probably one of the better matches of the night. It was by probably my favorite match of the night. But yeah. Um. You're a little disappointed that Asuka and Alexa lost the titles like five days after winning them, but I mean, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Bailey and Bianca was pretty solid up until up until the golf cart. I didn't like the golf cart thing. The golf cart was so stupid that it kind of like kind of took the the match pacing out. So I think uh, I was listening to the Run In podcast. I think DJ. Um, when the host on there like hit the nail on the head, it's just like the golf cart was so damn slow, and I think that's what the what the problem was. I don't think they really t- 
tested the go kart to see uh, the the golf cart to see how fast it was actually going to go. <laughs> yeah, but up until that point, it was actually pretty solid. And the fact, like you know, they're putting like each other in like boxes and trying to trap them under shit to keep them down for the ten count was definitely something a little more interesting in that match than you know just like beating the shit out of each other. Because like we really haven't seen that quite a bit. Like it's something that they they've done a few times. Is like um, oh, was it like was it Cena putting the Big Show under a forklift or something like that, or putting the pallet on him or something? Yeah, you know, weird, like, yeah. yeah. So like we didn't really see, haven't really seen a lot of that stuff. And then like you see a little bit in this matchup. So the downside is now that we've seen something, we've seen it again. It's probably going to happen more often. Tons of fun. Um, One of the big things, Garrett, you actually pointed this out um, while you were watching it. A lot of mentions of uh, history in Japan Mm -hmm. between um, Asuka and Io was one of them. Uh, They brought up their... uh, uh, three women, three woman group, um, triple tails, which was Asuka, EO, and EO's sister. Um, they brought out the Bullet Club when they were talking the uh, six man tag match, um, uh, between uh, the, the club and, and OC and um, Judgment Day. So, talk about Finn and AJ's involvement and Carl Anderson's involvement, in Bullet Club. Uh, mentioned the never open white championship with Carl Anderson. So, Lots of uh, Japan references in there. So, so it makes you wonder if they're going to do some more work with Japan outside of uh, Shinsuke versus Muda. Which they promoted on SmackDown tonight. Nice. It's getting big, big press, big news for that. And it's like one of the big things that everyone's talking about. It's pretty cool. So you guys is um, overall thoughts. Reigns versus Logan Paul. It was good. Yeah, I thought Logan Paul should have won. <laughs> <laughs> well, Logan Paul, like he, like the last couple matches, like he was pretty decent and he was, you know, impressive. This one, it just boom, like come out the gate running. Um, was it ACL, MCL, <laughs> the whole leg? It's fucked. Pinky toes. Pinky toes. Um, and I think a lot of that was when he uh attempted I th- I think he I think the first injury hit when he uh attempted that that buckshot lariat. And I think that's that may be where what? the the bulk of the, the injury happened. They look good though. Um but uh yeah uh I guess he's officially a wrestler now, man. You tear many legs up in the ring. You're official. (laughs) Officially official. Um, We mentioned a little bit of it was with his training prior to the event. You know, we talked about the hurricane and um, Shawn Michaels being a couple of his trainers. His in-ring partner was actually Drew Gulak. So doing all the the in-ring work with him and stuff. So Drew Gulak. Props to Drew Gulak. Michaels and Helms, like they did a hell of a job um, mm-hmm. getting Logan Paul uh, ready for this matchup. So I, I love the uh, 
the frog splash. And then the uh, the video that he posted to a social media account with him actually doing the frog splash. Like kind of like your a POV type frog splash. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. that was uh that was a pretty close matchup there. Like you really thought, like, are they really gonna have Logan Paul win this matchup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was good. All right. So let's get into some other Speaking, stuff. Speaking uh well, I don't know. We'll probably talk about. Well, I'll talk about it when we get to the free for all. I'll bring it. When we get to what? The like free for all or whatever we'll call it at the end. Oh, the no holds bar. No holds bar. Yeah. I, why can I say free for all? Sounds like a in your house pay per view buying. <laughs> in your house free for all. I just want to thank both of you for not talking about the actual worst match on the pay per view. Strowman and Omos. Nah, it was worse than that. Which one was that one? It's all right. You didn't mention it because you forgot about it. It's all good. You don't need to mention it. Let's get into the rest. What the hell? What match was worse than Strowman and Omos? <laughs> Fucking Brock and Bobby Lashley was worse. <laughs> no. Worse. Yes. Nope. No, there's garbage. no way that was that worse match than was Brock and garbage. Omos. That match you was just didn't like the way it ended. Because it was stupid. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It was so <laughs> stupid. So bad. You remember Garrett's AEW mark? I am. That's why I'm watching uh, Roosh versus Bandito. Which As we've we seen like so many times in Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, man. Ring of Elite is what they need to start. They need to change AEW to <laughs> Ring of or the Elite. Elite of Honor or something. I don't know. Elite of Honor. <laughs> or Ring of Honor shit. Uh, speaking of that, something I noticed. So they've been pushing all the other titles on Ring of Honor or on AEW, all the Ring of Honor titles. What the hell happened to um, Mercedes Martinez? She disappeared, I guess. Is, isn't she still the Ring of Honor Women's Champion? I think so. Like, I thought so unless she lost it at like, NWA or something. Like, as far as I know, like she's still the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and they haven't done shit with her. Mm-hmm. Wonder like the the most talented women on your roster, and you're not doing anything with her, which is like half the, the AEW Women's roster anyway. So. They probably have her drop the title of the Ruby Soho or something. Probably. Or, um, <laughs> we'll give it to like Britt Baker so she can say she was a Ring of Honor Women's Champion too. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Uh, let's get into a couple other things here. Monday Night Raw. Um, let's talk about a couple um, big things off of that before we get into some of the WWE news. Uh, kicked off the show, uh, New Day and the Usos. Banging promo between the two of them promoting their matchup on SmackDown uh, tonight. Like they New Day, New pretty Day awesome. Went hard on the Usos. Um, and they kind of went you know back and forth. So, like anytime like these two teams wrestle or have like any type of interaction, you know it's going to be good. 
that's yeah. just the precedent and the bar that these these two teams have set for themselves and each other. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's been a bad match between the two. I, I can't think of any in all the matches that we've seen under the these two teams. That was pretty awesome. Well, that promo was great. Um, the new day was talking about you know having a claw and scratch your wing, getting booed. And being straddled with a uh, the preachers of positivity gimmick, and overcoming that, and you know to get where they are today, and um, the whole Kofi Mania thing, and like the Usos brought up that if they didn't step out of, if they didn't forfeit their matches to Kofi, there would there would never have been a Kofi Mania. Going through like all that stuff and. Talking about how, you know, they've had to work twice as hard as anybody else has to get where they are because, you know, they're in the, the shadow of their family and like stepping out of their family to, you know, associate themselves and their own personalities instead of being like, their well, family, your dads are fishy, you know, it's your uncle. Their family cousin. has some pretty big shadows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literal anti <laughs> but yeah the promos are awesome um i didn't get to watch smackdown tonight but i'm sure that match was amazing it was which uh what you did say the the uh usos did retain yeah so they're they're pretty much gonna they're gonna take the record from the new day as far as the longest reigning tag champs yep Awesome. Uh, what else we got? Um, amazing promo between Asuka and Io. <laughs> um, Biatch. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. The two of them just going in, in on each other in Japan. Um, from what it is, from a lot of um, stuff I've seen, too, it's... I guess there's some beef in Japan between people that live in Osaka and Tokyo. Yeah. Like this long running like historical beef and like it is it's pretty much what it boiled down to the promo between these two even though like they were part of a team together um but it's like going through all that and then like Asuka just calling her an idiot which is what uh which Baka is like I thought she was calling her a chicken like but it actually <laughs> it actually means idiot so <laughs> because <laughs> she because yeah. it sounded like she was like going buck 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 but you know she was saying baka so she's basically calling her stupid or calling her an idiot and then yeah. like eo gets pissed and she looks at her in english she goes bitch <laughs> yes <laughs> but that was a great promo and like the the six of these women can just keep going at it for a little while longer um, which they give us the announcement for the first War Games match, um, of course, which would be Nikki Cross um, and Damage Control taking on so far the team of uh, Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. So there's still two more people to be announced for that team and one more for um, uh, Bailey's team. You guys got any predictions for that one? Um... I have to know who it all is going to be before I predict two wins, but I would say probably the face. I mean, who's going to like predictions for who's going to be the 
the remainder. Oh, the who's gonna who's gonna the remainder of the team? Uh, I don't know. Maybe okay, Charlotte so, Flair comes back. I could say I'd say they bring back Charlotte and put her on Bailey's team. Um, then we possibly see the return of maybe Sasha and Naomi for um Bianca's team, or we see um Becky come back, which could be a possibility for one of them on Sasha's team, or um not Sasha Bianca's team. That still leaves like one more spot open. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So pretty excited for that. So that should be a really solid matchup. Um, with all that too, Nikki Cross wins the twenty four seven title and just drops it by the garbage can. Yep. So twenty four seven. No more twenty four seven title. Finally, it would have been better if they kind Bring of it. transitioned it to a women's mid card title or a secondary title. Nah. You have to rename it then. I would just say maybe bring back the hardcore championship. Yeah. Women's hardcore championship. I like it. All right. Uh, sticking with some WWE news, or actually sticking with Raw here. Uh, Austin Theory cashed in. Uh, fifth person in history to cash in and lose. But also the first person to cash in on a secondary title. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, he's but, not going to cash in on Roman because he has no chance of beating Roman. Oh, I mean, I know so it's like at least you lose to Roman. Yeah. Very true. But you know what I'm like saying? Like, if you're just going through it for a mid card title, what's the point of even winning money in the bank? You know? I don't know. Honestly, I think they're probably just trying to get the uh, money in the bank off of them. And that's so what I'm saying. Inter- they could introduce it at WrestleMania. So. They could have. They could have had uh, like a squash match with him and Roman. You know. Yeah. If they didn't want to make them look good. Because you think about theory has been losing like every week anyway, so does it really matter? Yeah. Like who he cashes in on. But I mean, he's really good. I mean, I like him. Well, he's a great talent. He's like, amazing in the ring. He's solid, like really solid on the mic. Like he's got the charisma and everything. It's just, I don't think he was really. I think he was really ready for that big of a push yet. So. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah, so that was that was that. Uh, what else we got here? Some WWE, some more WWE news. Uh, Triple H uh, looking to do forty-person Royal Rumbles, two forty-person Rumbles. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I think you should just keep it at thirty. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I agree. Because like, they have a hard enough time, especially the women's roster, they have a hard enough time filling in 30 people on that to begin with. So you're going to add like 10 more into that. It's, 
Maybe he's like going to use it. They were like introduce. Only way I could see doing it if he he uses it to like introduce like some indie people or something. Yeah, but I doubt they do that. So maybe he gets some, you know, Japanese ladies. Remember they used to throw jobbers in the Royal Rumble. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, it's like a jobber. Every once in a while, it'd be like somebody like it'd be like Hack Sergeant Duggan or something. like you know what I'm saying like somebody that you had seen in like on last time. Yeah. That's where they go from there. But apparently, he wants to bring back the King of the Ring too as a uh, premium live event. Yeah. Which I am all down for that as long as it as long as it's the actual tournament and not just you know the finals of the tournament or whatever you know it's like the last like the semifinals quarterfinals or whatever like the last like four or five matches of those of that tournament like it used to be and then kind of sprinkle in some like title matches in there. Like, I'd rather have it go back to being that than, oh, here's all these other bullshit matches, and then here's the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. Oh, man. Oh, what else we got here? Sasha Banks was uh, training with Hoovy and Kalisto recently. So, it's the boss and the juice. That's um, promising, promising news right there. So hopefully she's close to coming back somewhere. Apparently everyone thought she was showing up on AEW this week as Tony Khan's big surprise. (laughs) Yeah, Tony Khan always has a big surprise. Yeah, man. Tony Khan's big surprise. (laughs) Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Like, surprise, (laughs) we hired a brand new referee. <laughs> Surprise! I don't even remember like who the like. I don't think anybody debuted Wednesday night, or like any like major return that I can remember. Did they do Did the, the, the Did they do the Chris Hero match? I don't know. I fell asleep watching AEW. So. Oh, yeah, know. I didn't see it. Yeah. Maybe it was a verified fake message. You can't trust everything you see on uh, the internet anymore. On Twitter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be real. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Um, So (laughs) sticking with AEW, we had uh, probably one of the big things was the uh, the Soraya-Britt Baker promo. Um, Soraya pretty much announced that she is 100% medically clear to return to action. Um. I do kind of, I'm a little worried about that because of how terrible a lot of the women are on the AEW roster. Like, not, like, super terrible, but, like, not terrible in the sense that, I don't know, they, they, some of them are just really bad in the ring. Like, I know they're trying, but, like we've said before, like, without house shows, without, like, a performance center, stuff like this, where they can fine-tune their skills and um run the matches so they can hit their spots make their marks try to be as safe as possible 
I fear that something is going to happen to her in her in-ring career in AEW. My biggest thing. But the promo between her and Baker was actually really good. Um, Soraya, super emotional um, about where she came from, even touched on, you know, being publicly humiliated, uh, battling her drug addiction in front of, you know, millions of people and like all the other stuff. So touch on a lot of personal stuff there and um, overcoming all that. So. And then Baker just kind of standing there staring at her. So. She did a uh, she did hit the rampage on Baker to end the segment. So. I have a I have a question regarding AEW. What's up? Um, why is Jeff Jarrett uh, talking shit about WWE? Does he know? Doesn't he know where uh, where his fame came from? Everyone talks shit about uh, his. His fame didn't come from WWE. Where'd it come from? Uh, WCW and Impact. <laughs> ah, okay. Like his biggest run, wouldn't you say, Chris? His biggest runs was probably WCW and and Impact. Uh probably. Because WBF, he was an Intercontinental Champion when he was, like, a country singer. And then yeah. him and Owen Hart were tag team champions when he came back. But other than that, they didn't do a whole that, lot with him. had that feud with China over the Intercontinental title, too. And which wasn't very, like, good. Yeah. I think his, um, I'd probably say his, his run in, his entire career in Impact and TNA was probably like the peak of his career, like even more so than WCW. Yeah. Like he was, he was pretty much like Jeff Jarrett being in WWE, WCW, he was like a small fish in a big pond. Impact, big fish, small pond can, you know, be the focus of storylines, stuff like that, um, and be like one of the bigger draws for the company. And, and that, but, but, but here's my question: Without his WCW and WWF stuff, is he as big as he is in Impact? Yes, because Impact was his company, and it started off in Nashville, oh, which oh, was man. the city. He's already oh, icon in Nashville. Like before. he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been in WWF or got hired by WWF. It wasn't for. Um, his stuff, his work prior to that in Nashville and like the that territory area, because that's essentially what got him noticed and into WWF. Like, so he had a bit of a following when he came in. I mean, did it make his name a little bigger? Yeah. So, but essentially, like WCW, he was doing the same gimmick he was in WWF when he left the first time. The whole, like, don't piss me off thing and all that. Choke on that slap notes.
Yeah, but the whole uh, the fake monster and red skinny jeans was kind of funny though. Oh, awesome. Oh, what else we got on here? Uh, SmackDown World Cup. Yeah. Fill us in on that, Garrett. So they're doing a uh, SmackDown World Cup tournament. The winner wins a World Cup trophy and faces Walter at uh, uh, Survivor Series. Sorry, I couldn't fucking remember the name of pay-per-view. Uh, the people in this so, uh, World Cup. Let's say is this WWE talent? Yes, yes, but they're technically from around the world. Um, the people in this are uh, uh, Santos Escobar and Shinsuke Nakamura, who wrestled uh, on SmackDown tonight with uh, Escobar winning to advance. Uh, we had Braun Strowman and the returning Ginger Mahal. Obviously, you know who won that one. Gender. Uh, <laughs> Don't hinder gender. We could only wish. <laughs> uh, next week, we get uh, Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. And Sami Zayn versus Butch. So, you never know. Is anybody representing America in this World Cup? Strowman. Strowman. Oh. <laughs> He's from uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, what does Ricochet represent? Oh, uh, no yeah, idea. Ricochet is Latino, so. Man. No idea. Surprised they put Mysterio in there. He's American. Mysterio? Yeah, but but also. I mean, he's Mexican, he's Mexican descent, but he's he was born say, in America. Also. So. Escobar's Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I honestly, you said that, and uh, my mind went, I'm more surprised they didn't put freaking Omos in it just because he's Nigerian. Yeah. yeah. They could have Apollo Cruz or something. Right? Yeah, there's stuff they could have done. It's all good, stuff. though. All right. All right. Let's uh, close it out with the big news. Wait, wait. I got uh, one more thing that'll make you happy, Chris. Real quick. We had a six women elimination. We're not elimination. Six women fucking six pack, whatever the fuck they call it. And the winner is facing Rhonda at Survivor Series. Would you like to guess who won? It's someone who Natalia. you love that isn't Natalia. Is it Natalia? Oh Nikki my Cross. god. Nikki Cross? No. They have a specific hair color. That's the best hint I could ever give you. Specific <laughs> hair color? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it everybody? Is it Sonia? <laughs> yes, but this person has a specific hair color that only they have. The Candace? No, Naomi. She may Emma? also she may also drive a vehicle to the ring. Sashi, Sashi. Oh, you talking Sashi? Yeah, yeah, she did. Nice. So we're getting awesome. Shotzi and uh, Rhonda. 
So Shotzi's pretty much going to get squashed by Ronda Survivor Series. Which, speaking of, how are you the baddest fucking woman on the planet, yet you need Shayna Baszler to take care of your light work? What a bitch. Is that, that's typical. Bad. That's that's heel 101. You always yeah. have, like, a thug with you to take care of shit you don't want to deal with. Yeah, but yeah. she can't take care of her own shit because she can't wrestle. <laughs> she can't wrestle. She's an MMA fighter, man. Come on. She can't oh, wrestle. Man. Shayna Baszler gonna... is... Out of the two of them, Shayna Baszler could wrestle circles around Ronda. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at who trained Shayna. Mercedes Martinez. So, like, um, who trained Ronda? I mean, yeah. as, much as, as much as I love Natalia, um, Mercedes Martinez is a better wrestler than Natalia. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of Shayna Baszler. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of her either, but she is definitely better. Yeah. I don't know. NXT, she was pretty good. She was a badass in NXT. Like, once they got her rolling, and, like, then she got to the main roster, it was like Vince didn't know what the hell to do with her. It's like, you literally have, like, this bad bitch, and you're you're te- teaming her with Nia Jax. Because they had, uh, because they had Ronda. I mean, if, yeah. if Ronda wasn't there, like, you know, she could have been the badass MMA fighter. But you know, you can't do it's that. It's the same thing with it's the same thing with Sonya. Like Sonya doesn't get the credit that she deserves either. Sonya's a hell of a talent, but she doesn't because like she kind of has that same like MMA style background. Like she kind of gets overshadowed by Ronda too, and that's yeah. That sucks. I personally, if it was me, I'd put Sonya with Ronda and Shayna. Yeah. I think that would be, I mean, I think she would flow well with the two of them. So. And have them bring back Raw Underground. <laughs> <laughs> have their own little fight club. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the big news from this week. That's got pretty much everyone. Everyone's been talking about this. Uh, Nick Aldis and NWA. So apparently, Aldis is done with NWA. Gave his notice, um, and then got suspended <laughs> um, after some comments that he had made. Um, with, uh, yeah, apparently NWA. he does not. You don't know how to make uh, stuff private. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So basically, a lot of it, like the biggest thing that came out of this, um, that I saw was like Aldis's main reason for speaking out was that he felt, um, that the NWA, specifically Billy Corgan and Trevor Murdoch, um, had disrespected Mickey James. Um, you know which. You know, anytime you feel as a husband that your wife has been disrespected by anybody, you're going to, you know, stick up for your wife. And, you know, I don't blame him on that part at all. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that they, they said in there, too, that I, I kind of agree with both, si- with both sides on this. Uh, Billy Corgan said he didn't want to do another Empower because he doesn't feel like 
they can get, you know, the world-class talent to drive an all-women's pay-per-view. Yeah. And like I kind of I kind of see the point of that too because they don't really have um they're not working with um AEW at the moment or Impact. So there's not really anything like going between the two of them to get talent from them. Um but I think if they if they were really wanted to do another Empower pay-per-view, they would have reached out to um, those two companies uh, about working together for for that event again. I just I don't think they just wanted to put the effort into doing another um, all women's pay per view. I think I think from what I, I get, and this is and this is kind of true. Um, the first I think the reason why is because I mean, of course, you can find enough women talent. That's the thing, um, but uh, actually having your talent be the top talent on the card because you gotta remember the first uh, women's empowerment. Like these ladies of other companies were kind of carrying the card. Uh, I mean, no disrespect to Camille, but the Impact Women's Champion. Uh, um. And uh, some of the other ladies kind of stole the show and it was like the bill yeah. for the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yep. Because like, honestly, when, when you look down, when you look down at the, the roster of women for that event, um, who the hell was the Impact Women's Champion at that time? I'm going to have to look that one up. Um, but even then, like, the, these women are more known. Like, like I said, like Camille's an amazing well, talent. It was either... It was probably Tasha Steeles, right? Wasn't she it last year? It it was was say or was it was Perazzo. I think it was Perazzo. Yeah. I think it was Deanna Perazzo. Because I know she wrestled, and that was like the biggest match everybody was kind of wanting to see. Was when she was, it was like a triple threat, wasn't it? It was like Perazzo. I think so. I'm pulling up the match card now. I said like Perazzo, Grace, and somebody. Uh, it was. I know Deanna Perazzo might have been NWA champion at the time. Uh, it was Impact. Yeah, it was Deanna Perazzo defending against Molina. Oh, yeah. The Impact Knockout Championship against Molina, because she was um was this about the same time that she was Ring of Honor champion too? Or I think that was earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. No, I think she was Ring of Honor champion too, because um, Cam- Camille was Impact. I mean, NWA champion at the time, right? Yeah, because it was like her versus I forgot who she versed. Uh, she um she wrestled Layla Hirsch from yeah uh, AEW yeah so yeah definitely for wasn't there a triple threat match on the card too or it was it was um the opening match was Kylie Ray representing NWA 
versus uh, Chick Tormenta from AAA and Diamante um, from yeah, AEW. Yeah. yeah. So those are the uh, the winners for that, or the the participants in that match. Um, yeah. Then of course, like the other big thing with this pay per view was the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, crowning the new champions for that, which we all know the Hex won that one. Yeah. But, like, this this is a perfect opportunity. Like, yes, you want to have, you know, that world-class talent that's going to bring in the viewers. But you also want to, like, because I thought this was great, because you had, like, like, the free babes. Like, how yeah. many people knew who the free babes were before this event? Uh, um... Even on top of that, like some of the women that were in the the freaking gauntlet, um, freaking Chelsea Green, Kira Hogan, Bianca Corelli, uh, which is Santino's daughter, Thunder Kitty, Genocide, Lady Frost, um, Debbie Malenko, uh, Jamie Senegal, like Masha Slamovich, Tootie Lynn. Like, that's the first time we saw Tootie Lynn was, you know, this pay-per-view. And I Same thing, like, yeah, but I mean, like, she went on to have some, like a decent run in NWA. Um, Thunder Kitty, like, <laughs> like for people that aren't like local, that like don't hit up like every single indie show in their area, like this was great exposure for some of these talent to to be on an NWA pay per view and get exposed that way. So I'm making this, you got to have that pretty solid mix. And I think they can do that again. I just don't think they want to put the effort into doing another empower pay-per-view because they, they could have done it before um, NWA 74 this year, but they, they didn't. But I think um, aside from Nick, all this leaving, I think Tara Terrell is leaving as well. Um, the Terry Terrell or Taylor Wild? I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Taryn Terrell. Yeah, like there's just a bunch of stuff going on with this with this here. Um, but really, like, I was watching NWA because of Nick Aldis. Uh-huh. Like, in all honesty, like, this is the biggest draw that they had on there. Like, you know, I like guys uh, like Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. I love, you know, the dirty, sexy boys. Um, I want to say, you know, like, this, Eli Drake was probably. Yeah, a big like prior to, for them. prior to him leaving. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like that, that first, that first revival of NWA where, you know, they had like the weekly YouTube show. Like, you, of course, you had Eli Drake, you had Nick Aldis, uh, Trevor Murdoch. Um, and just like the story between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch was part of the reason to watch a lot of the NWA programming. Yeah. Like up until that point. And then like, I don't know. I just think Nick Aldis was, was probably like the biggest name that they had on their card. Like yeah. he carried the majority he was, of that company back for years. Yeah. He was kind of like the, kind of like the perfect wrestler to kind of bridge the gap between like, younger and older generations of wrestling fans. Whereas in like Trevor Murdoch is kinda like people our age kinda appreciate some, but I don't think like 
there's no kid out there that's like, oh, I want to go see Trevor Murdoch, Daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those things. But now they, you know, they added, you know, Bully Ray and Matt Cardona. Um, but still, like Nick Aldis was was the backbone of NWA. So, like that's, yeah. he carried that company on his shoulders when nobody else really, really could. I just think this whole thing is fucked up. Um, so with all that, uh, where do you got? Where do you think Nick Aldis ends up from here? So, um, uh, to be honest, I think January. It probably be back on Impact. Would be my guess. I agree. I mean, what? Why would he go from one company that disrespects his wife to another one? You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, one company, I mean, she did go back, but I mean, that company also gave her a trash bag and told her to get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, she went yeah. back after the trash bag incident. So, I mean, I know. <laughs> and they did, they kind of made up for it by announcing letting her come out to hardcore country and um, being introduced as the, uh, you know, impact I, women's champion. I, so. I think the thing with me is kind of, uh, reading into a lot of that stuff too, it, it seems to me like he wants to be, you know, kind of the top dog. And yeah. I don't see him being that in AEW or WWE. No. Nope. So if he, so impacts. It goes back to, it's, it's back to, sense. it's back to the Jeff Jarrett thing. Big fish, small pond, top dog. Yep. Little fish, big pond, mid card. So that's, that's what it is. Like he'd be a big, he'd be, he'll be a big star for impact. Or, you know, MLW or something like that, but not, not AEW, not WWE. Maybe he'll be the mystery guest at the Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think if they build him up before debuting him. They could do something with him. No, so, but I don't. Just having him like come out and expecting him to get a reaction, that's not gonna it's not gonna be like it's not gonna be like Cody, you know, returning to WWE. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna no, be uh, like a reaction to Yeah, WWE like uh I don't know. I just don't see him in WWE. <laughs> All right. Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. All right, let's um, want to do something different this week. Going into you know next few episodes here. Um, uh, segment, new segment. We're calling "Let's Get Ruthless." So basically, what we're gonna do is take a look back at some of the stuff from the the ruthless aggression era. Um, which this is like prime for Garrett. So, like attitude era was prime for me and Carl. This this is like prime prime for Garrett here. So, yeah, but uh, I don't remember I don't remember shit. So. <laughs> so basically we'll take a look at the Ruthless Aggression era. So we're gonna start off with um the draft. The very first draft um which just took place on the March twenty fifth edition of Monday Night Raw from two thousand two. Uh, um it wasn't out Prior Raw by Linda McMahon that there will be a a draft um, on WWF or WWE. 
Um, they will divide the roster between the two, two shows, SmackDown and Raw. Um, Ric Flair, who is 50% owner storyline-wise of the company, will run Raw, and Vince McMahon will run SmackDown. Uh, so they did the first 20 drafts, 20 draft picks on Raw, and then the rest were made on WWF.com uh, following uh, Monday Night Raw going into um, SmackDown that Thursday night. I watched the entire... Oh, excuse me. Ouch. I uh, watched the entire episode of that Raw. There was actually some pretty solid matches on there. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, the opening contest was Taz versus Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Which was um, pretty solid. Um Mr. Perfect came out and said, you know, I'm going to show you why I'm the perfect draft picked. Um, of course, you know, Perfect was never drafted. Um, <laughs> then, uh, you know, Taz beats him and tells him, he's like, you just went from the perfect draft pick to just another victim. Um, so that was pretty solid. The, uh, the big thing with this is we saw the separation of the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. So, um, which led to the uh, the Reverend Devon gimmick on SmackDown, which would eventually lead to the debut of uh, the Deacon Batista. <laughs> it was actually pretty solid. So we had um, so the draft picks. Uh, Vince actually got first pick. They flipped the coin. Vince got first pick. Uh, so we ended up picking the Rock. Um, Ric Flair would fire back by taking the Undertaker. Uh, Kurt Angle would uh, confront McMahon about not being the first draft pick for SmackDown, so Vince would announce Kurt Angle as a secondary pick. Um, Ric Flair come back and draft the NWO, so we got Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and Scott Hall in one draft. Um, apparently, they were drafted; can only be drafted together. Um, Vince would take Chris Benoit. Then they go back and forth, and Raw would get Kane, SmackDown would get Hogan, Raw would RVD. Uh, SmackDown would take the tag team champions at the time, which was Billy and Chuck, uh, which also <laughs> included their manager, Rico, <laughs> their personal stylist. Uh, we'd see Booker T go to Raw, Edge go to SmackDown, uh, Big Show to Raw, Rikishi to SmackDown. Uh, of course, Bubba Ray would go to Raw, Devon to SmackDown. Uh, which they did end up wrestling Billy and Chuck that night. Was it that night or Thursday night? Uh, when, I think it was SmackDown. They got a tag team title match, um, which they obviously lost. Uh, Lesnar to Raw, Mark Henry to SmackDown, William Regal drafted to Raw, Maven to SmackDown, and then the final draft pick for Raw was uh, Lita going to um, going to Monday Night Raw. Some of these, yeah. like... Pretty significant. Lita was the only woman drafted on Monday Night Raw. Um, and Vince pretty much ridiculed Ric Flair for picking a female instead of picking a male talent. So. so then the uh, the supplemental draft, which happened on WWF.com, uh, Billy Kidman to SmackDown, Bradshaw to Raw, Tajiri to SmackDown, Steven Richards to Raw, Chris Jericho to SmackDown, Matt Hardy to Raw, Ivory SmackDown, uh, Raven Raw, Albert SmackDown, Jeff Hardy Raw, um, 
Hurricane to SmackDown. Mr. Perfect got drafted in the supplemental to Raw. Al Snow to SmackDown. Spike Dudley to Raw, um, which led to Bubba, Ray, and Spike tagging together for a little while. Uh, Lance Storm to SmackDown. D'Lo Brown to Raw. Diamond Dallas Page to SmackDown. Sean Stasiak to Raw. Tori Wilson to SmackDown. Terry Raw. Scotty Tuhati over to SmackDown. Jacqueline on Raw. Stacey Keebler, Goldust. Like on and on and on and on. The final draft was Perry Saturn, who went to SmackDown. And, of course, uh, Mighty Molly went to Raw. And she would drop the Mighty Molly gimmick and switch over to Molly Holly. So. Yeah, quite a bit of stuff in here. So, Pretty cool. So this, with the draft happening on that edition of Raw and going into SmackDown uh, that week, and the following week, of course, the, the draft's completely going into effect. This pretty much started the end of the Attitude Era. We slowly start to transition into the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, I know Paul doesn't like the uh, the draft, the whole yeah, draft no, to begin with. So, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the brand split. So. I mean, at this point in time, too, you had um, I think the main event for Raw was a triple threat match for the WWF title, which was Triple H defending the title against Stephanie McMahon and Chris Jericho. If um, Stephanie won, of course, she was WWF champion. Um, The stipulation was if Triple H wins, but he pinned Stephanie, Stephanie leaves WWF, uh, which is the um, how the match ended. Triple H pedigreed and pinned Stephanie. So Stephanie was had to leave. So. Yeah. A lot of good stuff there. So uh yeah, so definitely check that out. Uh if you wanna you know look back at the the start of the ruthless aggression era. Um I think we'll fast forward a little bit and we'll go into next week and we'll look at the uh the debut of one of the uh which go on to be like one of the most uh, infamous uh, popular superstars, uh, John Cena. John Cena's debut on SmackDown. John Cena's debut on SmackDown. This is a generic, generic superstar music. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So, yeah, let's get ruthless. Kind of excited to look more into the ruthless aggression stuff. Though. All right. Uh, no holes barred this week. What you guys got? Anything? Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? Carl, you had something. I had something. You, you said you had something. Oh. Yeah. yeah um, I'm trying. I. I don't know if it's real or not. Though. I saw it on TikTok. Um, Logan Paul's brother, Jake Paul, might be fighting. Uh, what's his face? Um, what's the dude that get canceled from TikTok? I don't know who no got idea. canceled from TikTok. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Bald headed dude. A bald headed dude. He's like no a bald headed dude. 
used to be a fighter. Now he is like, um, shit. What's his name? Uh, Andrew Tate. That sounds right, right? Uh, Andrew Tate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. It's apparently like, in talk. It's apparently true. They're like they're in oh, it's talk true. in talks to try and get a fight. <laughs> like the biggest internet troll versus the biggest internet troll. <laughs> Except for Andrew Tate was a boxer at one point. Or a kickboxer or something. Yeah. It was like celebrity boxing. <laughs> yep. It was like all this is. <laughs> yeah. This one had like Todd Bridges go out there and start boxing people. <laughs> it's really terrible. Yeah, like Sylvester Stallone to fight Mr. T or something. <laughs> Oh man, here we go. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Sylvester Stone and Mr. T. <laughs> I don't know how I feel like like this crap. Like you have like YouTubers boxing now, like Damn. You know, like go fight this go fight this guy that used to box, but now he's a TikTok guy. Like this is like ridiculous anymore. That's how like far like some of these sports have fallen like off the map now. Uh, but I mean they're getting buys. They're selling more reviews than some of the legit boxing measures. because uh, people want to see like these people get their asses kicked. It's like the fucking like Logan Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. Like, they literally just want to see these guys beat the shit out of each other. But it got to the point where, like, boxing is just like, oh, let's just hug for five minutes. Like, (laughs) nobody throws, like, a fucking punch anymore. Because it's not about the sport anymore. It's about how much money they can make per round. So, fight goes past a certain, the fight goes past a certain amount of rounds. You know, it's more money they're making. So. That's just all it is anymore. Yeah. Like boxing's become like one of the worst sports <laughs> to it's watch a, anymore. It's just a dead sport. I mean, there's some yeah. guys. I mean, that are really good, but <laughs> yeah. it's just not as popular here. Another watch like fucking slap boxing. <laughs> I've seen some of those highlight videos, man. Like some of those slaps <laughs> are like legit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially like I uh, saw a couple of like the women's ones. Oh yeah, like, this chick like went went to a knee. <laughs> it's brutal. So, like her whole face, like they showed it in slow motion too. Like her face jiggled with that slap. <laughs> Took her down to one knee. I was like, damn. Yep. <laughs> And there's like some of them that just stand there and they just like freaking take it and they're just staring at the, their opponent. It's like, holy shit. 
insane. Man. Oh, awesome. All right. Uh, before we get into overrated, underrated, and getting the final stuff for the show, uh, the update here, big time wrestling. We got a couple, we got another match update. Uh, Matt Hardy. Be taking on Crowbar, WCW fame. <laughs> yeah. So Garrett didn't know what Crowbar was. Of course not. Why yeah, the fuck did I know who that is? <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, Crowbar pretty much uh, WCW during like their hardcore phase. Um, like he was one of the the main guys for like the hardcore title, and um, like that pair he he teamed with um. David Flair for a little bit. Um, they have like a little group of Crowbar, David Flair, and uh, Daphne. Like one of the uh, the big ones. Yeah. And of course, he'd go on to after WCW, he'd go to uh, uh, TNA where he wrestled under, I believe it was uh, Devin Storm was his name in TNA. And had like a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, when he showed up on one of the impact, not impact, um, AEW Battle Royals recently. Pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Um, there was supposed to be the, uh, the let wrestling live event at the, uh, the Durham armory, uh, which was coming up here on the 18th. That event actually got postponed. Um, there's no date, um, no future date set for that yet. So we'll keep you posted looking for anything local coming up and i believe uh deadlock has a show coming up in concord um this month as well so you can get more information on that either through their um, website at deadlock pro wrestling or on their facebook page uh, i think they're doing another round of uh, uh tapings for their weekly series so there's some stuff going on some stuff going on in december you've got uh, fwe at the uh they could be at the Dorton Arena. So it's a good stuff coming. Which I think they've got uh Kurt Angle advertised, uh Gangrel, yeah. and a bunch of other people. So I think I might uh maybe go check that one out too. Yeah. We shall see, we shall see. All right, but let's uh go ahead and jump over to overrated underweight rated for this week. Kick it off here with our legend pick, Mick Foley. Um, underrated. I was going to say rightly rated. All right. Uh, women's pick, Jazz. Underrated. Underrated, yeah. Actually, I just realized I did two two women and I forgot a tag team. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, right. Uh, Damien Priest. Uh, uh, underrated. Uh, Jungle Boy. 
overrated. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking when I put his name in here, too. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he hasn't really a, done that much. No, he's, he's not. Good. Like, he's he's entertaining to watch in the ring. Like, his promo skills suck. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's just flat listening to him talk. Like, there's no... There's not really like really any emotion in his voice when he's giving his promos, and that's kind of like it doesn't make you feel like any certain way. Like, why do I want to watch you wrestle, Christian? Like, there's no like you had like one really good promo during that entire feud, and it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm really. Yeah, I, I mean. It's I'm not, not like he's a bad wrestler. No. No, he's a good wrestler. Like he's his matches are entertaining. Yeah. It's just he, he's not very charismatic and he just doesn't know how to carry himself on the microphone. That's uh, another big thing. Yeah. I agree. Outside of the uh the Jurassic Express tag team, there there really wasn't anything going for him. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm trying to know the answer to this next one. Uh Marina Shafir. Uh, I will say that she is rightly rated. (laughs) She's the problem, remember? The problem, Marina Shafir. I will say rightly rated for the simple fact of I don't know that she can be overrated because she didn't really do anything. Yeah, I don't know if she could really be overrated. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I just want to hear you guys' answers on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, tag team for this week. We got one extra one in here. The team of Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton, Vicious and Delicious. Uh, Overrated. Really? Yeah, that tag team wasn't that good. Uh, I love Vicious and Delicious. You just like the name. <laughs> the name was awesome. Like, I'm I'm not lying about that one. Like I love the name for that tag team. I enjoyed them. So that's a pretty solid dynamic. So, well, it was it was better than the American males. <laughs> um, no, but anyways, uh, I will also agree. Though Brady. Oh, awesome. You see, uh, Bagwell tried to do like make a return as like a Mister Rogers type character. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Mister Bagwell. I'm good, thanks. So, but here's my thing: like, this was like the height of the Firefly Funhouse stuff with like Bray doing like the Mister Rogers thing. So he was wanting to do. Bray's so he was trying to he was trying to capitalize on it. <laughs> Oh my god, like really? Maybe maybe he's trying to be like Blimpy. Trying to be like Blimpy. No, he was he was out there straight up dressed in like a red sweater, like a red button up sweater, like Mr. Rogers. That way, yeah. Uh, his sex tapes complete. <laughs> oh man. Well Blimpy Blimpy wasn't a sex tape though. It was like a video of him shitting on his friend or something. And, and nobody gives a shit. So, <laughs> like, 
like his his shit is still like as popular as ever with kids and apparently housewives everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the kid is ain't watching a fucking video where a guy shit on a guy back uh-huh. a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're watching fucking guy walking around in suspenders and glasses going, <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> Sounds like you, you watch it. My kids did. Like Xavier watched a lot of Blippy when he was little. Like, yeah, was before, Jennifer. like before, like Blippy, like took off like huge. Though, so, yeah. Yep. Bishop just Bishop skipped a lot of that and went right into like freaking Five Nights at Freddy's YouTube videos and. Whatever stuff he's watching, Friday Night Funkin' and I don't know. So these kids find some weird ass shit. Like if I gotta hear like Lanky Box music like one more time, I swear to God I'm gonna slit my wrist in the basement. <laughs> but it's funny getting Bishop riled up and you go, Bishop, he wants some milk. And he'll go on for like a half hour. He wants some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, lots of fun. All right. Uh, wrestler of the week. Garrett was your pick. Who you got for us? Uh this week I picked one Maxwell Jacob Friedman, but I specifically awesome. picked a match that had nothing to do with AEW. Because I have, you know, want us to get our match quality of other of good wrestlers we know now, but from different companies. Uh, so I picked a match uh, from when he was in MLW, which was the mm-hmm. Dynasty versus the Hart Foundation in a ladder match for the MLW Tag Team Championships, MLD, MLW Fusion number 66. I don't know if either of you got to watch it, but it was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I get to watch. Yeah, that's pretty good. Was the uh, the Hart Foundation was um, David Hart was... Smith and Brian Pillman Jr. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> and the dynasty is MJF and Richard Holiday, and also Hammerstone. Nice. Well, I mean, you got. M- Jeff and Hammerstone, like in the same group, like you can't go wrong with that. So, the the funny part to me, and I'm sure Carl thought it was funny too, is the fact that MJF was scared to climb the ladder. <laughs> they had this like whole thing. He was scared. He was scared of heights. So he made his like girlfriend climb the ladder for him. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, the match was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was, uh, you know. MLW main events are usually pretty damn good. And um, the new season just started for MLW too. So. Yes. It's I don't weird, think they pop popular. up until next week. I don't remember seeing one this week, but I could be wrong. Awesome. All right. Uh, theme of the week this week was my pick. Um, and it kind of hit me as we were watching... Crown Jewel, uh, Drew McIntyre come out. Uh, no, it is not Drew McIntyre's current theme. It is Drew McIntyre's first WWE theme uh, when he was the uh, the chosen one. 
uh, Vince McMahon uh, handpicked, chosen. Gotcha. I think it's freaking amazing. So, so we'll get that in there. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff this week. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. So, uh, hopefully next week is a little bit more of the same. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, unless you guys got anything else you want to add before we sign off for the night. Cool. Well, on behalf of myself, CM Heat, G Money, and the Tennessee Jesus, this is episode 162 of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. And we will chat with you all next week. Later, Marks. Don't forget when you're smoking mess and brushing teeth. You have me too, buddy. Well, that's all I'm saying. You gotta remember to brush Yeah. Or at least just, you know, brush that one. So thank you. You get too high. That's why they, their teeth get bad because they get so high they forget to brush them. Running around looking like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Sports and all. <laughs> Yep. What is your